I'm Kim and I'm Jennifer and we're with two girls in a Bible and we're back with our Bible study and our podcast on Sarah. Hopefully you guys have taken the time to go to Amazon and get 10 women of the Bible one by one. They changed the world by Max Lucado. It is so good. We are in, we are on day two. Well, for us, it's week two, but we wanted to take our time in our podcast, right, Kim, to really discuss each section. So and you know, we we wanted to be able to convey that these women of the Bible were no different than what we are. Yes. That they have the same concerns, the same wants, the same needs, and how they how sometimes we get out of God's will, they got out of God's will. Right. And we can sometimes in our making our own decisions, Kim, we can sometimes get in a place where we're blaming God yes. and he had nothing to do with the choices exactly. we made. Exactly. And this is where we find ourselves with Sarah. Yes. And, you know, in the beginning, we know that Sarah was a devoted wife to Abraham. Mm -hmm. She was beautiful. She was a princess. Yes. She was, you know, she was just everything. And she adored her husband and she went everywhere that he went. Yes. So she was actually when Abraham was, God asked Abraham to move. This was out of her comfort zone. Yeah. But she was obedient to her husband and because she loved him and wanted to please him. And remember the king wanted to take her as his wife because that's how beautiful Sarai was. So as they traveled and the reason, and Abraham is the one who told her to lie and say, tell him you're my sister. Because he was afraid of being killed. Yeah. See, that's another time that sometimes we will lie and get our make things amok and get other people in trouble because we're bearing a false witness. Yeah. Why? Because we're taking God's plan into our own hands. Yeah, and we signed up, and while that is, is we're stepping into the role of God because we think we know better. Yeah. So we plan's better. So actually, you know, they're traveling sometimes now. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes, sometimes we make decisions, exactly. decisions out of fear. Sometimes it is fear. Yeah. And but. Now, now Abraham and Sarah are traveling. Yes. And they have made it to uh, Canaan. Canaan. But through this, they have racked up some charges. They are racking up charges, Kim. And, you know, have Making you ever... Making poor decisions. Have, you, have any of you ever had credit cards and racked your charges up on yes. there? And they're astronomical. And that bill comes in. And you look at it. And you're like, I ain't opening that. And you I kind don't of bury it. open it. You kind of bury it under the other bills. <laughs> Until it's time And then to it's like, it. I need to open it up. But... Have Something, you ever? Have you ever? And then miraculously open it up, knowing that you have racked that bill up really high... And how are you thinking? How am I ever going to pay that? And then find out that the balance is zero. What are you? What are you immediately going to do? Okay, first of all, Kim, that has never happened in my life concerning a credit card bill. No. However, if it did happen, if it did, the immediate, what would you do immediately, Jennifer? Call them up and find out what is going on with this bill. Has somebody paid? I don't know if I'd call them up to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. I might call them. Yeah. It's got, is this real? You know, is I, this I got real? this Wait bill. A minute. This I think is, my, my, my balance is zero, but I don't think that's correct. Yeah. And then on the other end, they say, no, yeah. no, your bill has been paid in full. Such and such has, call, you know, called That'll in make, and paid it off. Look at that. That'll be And you know, a, that reminds take. me of what Jesus did for us. Yes. In How? 1 Peter 2.24, before you go there, Kim, it says, mm-hmm. he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. So what did he do on the cross, Kim? He died for our sins. He paid the price. We racked up all this sin. All these charges against us. Just like all these us. charges yeah. against us. And we could not. Our lying selves, our, you know, thinking we can take our lives into yeah. our own hands. Exactly. God's, God doesn't know 
about this. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. I need to take care of this on my own. When mm-hmm. all he really wants to be is the, the standby God, the one who's always there, the one we run to yes. and has the answers. So, so as we racked up all these charges, well, there was this was a debt we could not pay for ourselves. Could not pay. So our God sent his son to yes. die on the cross for us so that we would not have these charges held against us. So we're starting this study out with saying, okay, so there's some times in your life where maybe you've lied, Mm -hmm. you've taken your life circumstances into your own hands, but okay, we're recognizing those things as charges that you've racked up, but there's a payment, there's a price attached to those charges, and the price has been paid when you've received Christ Jesus as your Lord. So we can move right past the condemnation, right, Kim, and get straight mm-hmm. to the heart of the matter, which is sometimes the Word of God convicts us. And it convicts us so that there's a transformation in our souls, not to condemn us. He doesn't want to chew us out and spit us up, or chew us up and spit us out. He wants us to know that Christ has paid a price for us to live a better life. And so let's get into this next uh, step about Abram and, and Sarai. Boy, they've, they've, they've just started a mess, yeah. Kim. What does so, it say here? It says, Abram and Sarah certainly had their share of charges on this statement. They were far from perfect. And as we have seen, there were times when Abram trusted the Egyptians before he trusted God. He even lied telling Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister, but Sarah had her failings as well. One of the most memorable occurred just after God made his covenant with Abram and Sarah decided to take matters into Into her her own hands. hands. Sarah said to Abram, see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. So now it's God's fault. It's God's fault. It's God's fault. You know, he didn't do what he said he was going to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. She said, please go to my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sierra. Okay. Disaster. Wow. Uh, disaster. Know, how many of you would, uh, I can't have children. I'm going to give my, I'm going to give my husband to you. So. And you know what? God was, I know I would do that. the craziest thing I ever heard. But God was still, he still was mindful of Hagar who was really just, she was a maidservant. She was required mm-hmm. to do what her masters quote unquote told her to do. Mm-hmm. So here she is, she's bore a child for Abram. And but God was still, if you read Genesis uh 16, God was still mindful of Hagar's position because he sent an angel to tell her yeah. that she still had a promise. So now uh so now if you go into um so now we've talked about how Sarah is taking God's plan into her own hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kim, I just have a question for you before we move on to the next section. Because this girl is ready. She's got the next thing. It's going to be so good the next session. But I do have a question for you. Maybe you have a question for me. Do you think that there's ever been a time in your life, in a particular situation, where you just kind of taken those those circumstances into your own hands, made your own decisions instead of trusting God? Yes, and there are too many to count. <laughs> and uh, I can't really think of one in particular, but I know I have very many, and I know the, the what happened uh-huh. in the downfall, and it's like disaster. Disaster. <laughs> you know, I, I can think of one time when... Um, I needed to ask a pastor a question and, you know, he just kind of blew me off. And, you know, so I thought, I blame God for that. 
Yeah. It wasn't God's fault. Right. And I said, hey, God, you know, if this is a kind, if this is what pastors do, then I don't want any part of it. And I left, I left the church for four years. Isn't that amazing how and, the enemy would know, use that kind of stuff? Take it in your own hands, Kim. I took it into my own hands and I did my own thing. But the thing is, I slowly watched my wife, my life unravel. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until four years later. Yeah. I got in a bad relationship. Things, you know, were not good. And um, finally, I get out of this relationship, and I begin to start. Who do I start thinking about? I start thinking about God. I start thinking about the church. And I'm thinking, now you're at the end of yourself. Yeah, I'm at the end of myself, and I can't think of how I'm going to enter that church that I was such a part of, that yeah. I raised my son in. And um, at this point in time, I think if I go in those doors, they're going to collapse. Right. <laughs> so my mom Nobody is still my mom is still going to this church, and so she said, "Come on, come to come to church." And so I, I I took every bit of courage, you know, that I had, and I walked in that church with my mom with my head held low, thinking that everybody was going to judge me. Right. Nobody judged me. I was judging myself. Yes. And as I sat isn't, there, and isn't that what we do? And as I we yeah. judge ourselves. Hagar was judging herself. She took her child and ran yes, and did. was hiding. Mm-hmm. And the angel came to her and said, go back and be obedient. to." We understand that this is not your, you didn't cause this issue, exactly. but you have to deal with it. And he sent her back. Yeah. But go ahead, Kenneth. Just reminded me of that. So, yeah. So anyway, I walk into the church and of course my mom is always front row, you know, front row. Yes. And so we're up there close and, and all that. And then invitation, this piece of paper falls out of her Bible. Uh-huh. Which I immediately, you know, bend over to pick up, and it's an invitation to the the marriage supper. Mm. And they had handed these out several weeks ago, you know, when you were to insert your name, you're invited to the the marriage Marriage supper Supper. of the Lamb. And I began to hand it back to my mom, and my mom said, no, God told me to give that to you. That was his way, I think, of letting me know. Yes. That he was welcoming me back. Yes. That he hadn't forgotten me, even yes. though I had forgotten him. Yes. And that he wanted me. In yes. This. He wanted me there serving him. That is so, such a beautiful so story. So I went back I and, that. you know, that that is... That was the beginning of now, what's been 20 yeah. years you've been back yeah. in the church? Well, longer than that. Longer than that. I mean, but solid. Yeah, yeah solid, yeah, yeah. A, a, along the way. But that was, I'll never forget that little piece of paper fluttering out yes. of her Bible at that exact time when I was feeling like I wanted to get up and walk out of yes. the church because I was so filled with my own condemnation. Yes. yes. So that was God's way of saying no. So in that moment where you decided to leave, you were like Sarah in the sense that your hope and patience had worn thin. Like mm-hmm. you were done with the church. You were done with how they were treating you and you blamed God for their attitude. And so we can get into those little so, Sarah, I, I believe, is a little bit like us. Do you do you have a story where you were, you know, stepped in for God? Well, like you, Kim, there's been many. <laughs> <laughs> there's been many, but the one that came to mind in this, and it could be because, you know, this is about a couple, but this is what came into mind about me and my husband in the beginning of it. God really showed me in the beginning when I first met my husband, I was on fire for Jesus. I had no intentions of ever having a man in my life because I was not interested. Jesus was my main squeeze. I didn't want no man. And that is in her book. That is in my book. The Something Shiny Journey. But 
Um, when I saw him, I was instantly attracted. Make a long story short, I knew that God was saying to me to, to keep my focus on Christ. And he even gave me some visions about how a man would come into my focus. And as long as I stayed focused on the cross, he would come and line up alongside of me and look at the cross with me. The Lord gave me those visions to encourage me, but I ignored them all. I was going to make my own decision. And I thought to myself, I better catch this man before he's gone forever. <laughs> you know, not that it was yeah. intentional, but, but I had and that this desire. is a little bit like what Sarah did. She's like, if I don't give Hagar to my husband, I'm never going to have an heir. Yes, and I did the same thing. If I don't, you know, after a little while of day, if I don't drink this alcohol with, my, with this man who I'm really attracted to, maybe he's not going to want me anymore. So I need to go to the places where he went, and I went to following him instead of continuing following the Lord. The Lord had promised me he would bring the man to me. But I continued to follow him. And we lost everything through that. It was about nine months. I ended up pregnant. You guys can imagine. It's all in the book. It all unraveled. Yeah, it all unraveled, Kim. It was a disaster. Just like Sarah. Just like Sarah. All good. God does work it all out for good, though. So I'm going to give you guys a hope. And just like Sarah, I can. Let's roll up into. So what happened? Well. Did you get married? We ended up, well, I tell you what, we, we stayed single and it was, it was a disaster during that time. But the moment we did come into agreement to walk away from that lifestyle, get married and really focus on God, our lives began to transform. It completely. doesn't happen overnight, my friends. No, many years. This is a process of over many years. My husband now is a pastor, but that was 17 years ago, Kim, yeah, exactly. when we went through all that. So so God works what the enemy meant for evil. Yes. But it wasn't until you put yep. your focus on back on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, so now, we're all in need of a little grace. Pick yes. it up, Kim. So here we are in need of a little grace. So Abram has been living in Canaan for 10 years. Sarah took, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar, gave him to uh, him David as his too. wife. Yep. You know, they consummated. She slept with him. She conceived. Then um, Sarah's jealous. And she's jealous. But it isn't the heir. And, and Hagar gets gets pregnant. Yes. And But this isn't the heir that God intended. No. They had gone outside of God's plan, and soon things begin to unravel for them. Yes. Hagar starts to despise Sarah. And then and Sarah treats and then, Hagar horribly. And then Sarah begins to uh, despise Hagar. Yeah. And then Abraham's caught in the middle. And what does he say? The situation gets so bad that Abram finally gives up trying to work it out. Indeed, in, in verse 6 of Genesis, it says, Indeed, your maid is in your hand, he says to his wife. Do yes. to her as you please. Mm. And so what she did. She Ooh. said, get out of here. I she don't beats want to have her. nothing. To... She beats her, yes. she, you know, and she takes off running. So she goes off into the wilderness, and this is where the angel of the I want to pause right there, Kim, because I think sometimes in life, we will make decisions. We make the decision, and yet we blame the person who we've made the decision we blame the person who we've made the decision about. So in other words, I'll make decisions, right, that'll affect other people. And then when it doesn't turn out like I want it to, I blame them for the decision exactly. I made. How exactly. often do we do that in real life? Mm -hmm. We do. Yes. And that's exactly what happened here. So 
Hagar takes off and she's out there ready to die. She has her baby at this point. Yes. So this has been going on for a while because this little boy. Yes. Know, she's, you know. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't even know what Abraham's feeling at this point because yeah. this is his son. This is so, his son. So, you know, it's got to be hurting him. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, in some strange ways, it may seem that Sarah's humanness is refreshing. Because she sends be. it away. It can be. It because can be. isn't that what we do? Sometimes we do things that are Sometimes harsh and we, we, we try to justify it. Yeah. And we can see in other people what's really happening in our own lives. So it's, it's, it's a type of mirror, so to speak. When, yeah. when we're reading about Sarah, it's really for us to reflect on how this story is real and tangible in our own life. Exactly. And that's where, that's right here. It says, should you need a reminder of God's tolerance, Mm -hmm. you'll find it in her story. That's right. This is a story. If you, um, if you ever wonder how in the world God could use you to change the world, just look at this couple. Abraham and Sarah. All of the mistakes they, they made. All the mistakes. All the mistakes that they made and God still used them. They made a lot of bad decisions, but Abraham also made one for his family that changed everything. You know, and you know what he did? He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. Mm. And that is the only way and in I, any of our lives. It's so true. And ha- and you know what, Kim? How often, too, if we were to really take this into context into our own life, how often in our own life... Um, have we been in a situation where our family members, like been in Abram's shoes? So it wasn't mm-hmm. only Sarah's shoes that we can relate to, but we can also relate to Abram's shoes. How often we've we been in situations where our family members have manipulated circumstances and mm-hmm. we're kind of caught up in the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. And so how do we handle those things? Really, we should bring it back to them and say, hey, you got to work this out. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with me. You got to work Yeah, we're this gonna out. show you some grace here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and it was because of this when um, Abraham said, "You know, I'm gonna let God do what God can only do." Yes. And because of this, God offered grace to both Sarah and Abraham, in spite of their faults and missteps. Yes. And He credited their charge account mm. and covered their debts. That is beautiful. Because they began to trust in him instead of their self. That's right. They seen that they had made a mess of things. Yes. And so... And we usually only run back to God you know, after the mess has been made. And you know, the thing is, is that <laughs> God knew that Abraham and Sarah would falter. Yeah. He knew it from he the beginning. He knew they would someday need grace. Yep. And how do we ever know that we're going to need grace unless we mess up? Exactly. We learn from our mistakes, we don't do. we? And listeners, you can le- you learn from your mistakes. We've yes. learned from our mistakes. Yep. We didn't get to where and trust we were me, by not making mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> we and made tru- a lot of them. And trust me, even in my relationship with my husband, even though we went through all of the disaster that we created, we had to walk through those those situations and those years. However, God used all of it mm-hmm. for good. There were lessons oh that we learned along the way where God becomes first, that, that position where he gets to be the head over our family, over our marriage, mm-hmm. over our children and the decisions that we make. We had to go through that process. And you know what, Kim? You're right on the money. We're all making mistakes. Yeah, and James 3, 2, it says, we all stumble in many ways. Yes, we I do. Know, we, people have been stumbling from the beginning of time. They have, but God never gives up on them. No, because God knew that someday we too, would all need his grace. Yes. And listen to this. That's so beautiful. We want you to know that God sees you through the eyes of potential. Yes. 
God sees you through the eyes of potential. And this is another scripture out of 2 Timothy uh, 2.13 that says, even when we're faithless, we said this last week, but it's just so applicable, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. So we want to encourage you that God sees you through the eyes of potential. Yes. And so God gives us forgiveness, knowing that we will step outside of his desired plan, just as Sarai and Abram did. But he also gives us grace to grow in our faith along the way. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? That's good. Okay, so we're going to bring up some, I'm going to bring up some some verses, Kim. And I kind of want you to just take what I'm saying and, and just expound on it a little bit for okay. our listeners. So Matthew 26, 41, it says, stay awake and pray for strength against temptation. The spirit wants to do what is right, but the body is weak. Yeah. So have you ever felt like you were in a tug of war with yourself? Oh man. Too many times. Where, you know, it's like the good angel, bad angel on your shoulder, you know, you listen Mm -hmm. to one side and you listen to the other side and they both seem to be both making sense, but you're like in a tug of war with yourself. But the Bible says that when we are weak. Yes, that is when he, he is, is strong. strong. And That's so in right. our weakness, we can become strong because it's his yoke. We take his yoke upon ourselves. Yeah. He said, let me take it. Let yes. me take it from you. And we have to always remember, too, the spirit wants to do what is right, but the body is weak. So we have to show ourselves a little bit of grace, mm, yes. like in the process. Kim, I want to mm. give you grace in my friendship with you. I want to yeah. give you grace to grow in your yeah. relationship with the Lord. Exactly. And yeah. you want to do the same for yes, me. Yes. But at the same time, in order for me to have the ability or the capacity to give you grace, I need to be giving myself yeah. that same we grace to We have to, to learn to, when we do mess up Yes, and we begin to unravel, we, quickly pat- we have it. to learn to forgive ourselves. That's right. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck they is do. they can't forgive themselves. Yes. And sometimes it may be a small thing. Sometimes it may be a large yes, thing. Yes. And they yes. just can't get out of that uh, that rut. And that's where you're saying you have to show yourself grace. Yeah. Not only do we need to show grace to all people, we need to show grace to ourselves. You are exactly right in that. That's right. We have to show ourselves grace. And the one who paid the price was what? Christ Jesus on the cross. Exactly. He's paid the price. We always have to keep that in the forefront of our mind. Yes. And so here we go, Kim. Are you ready for another one? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Mark 9, 23 and 24. Jesus said, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. I pray that prayer a lot. Yeah. Help my Lord, unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord. Because I find myself wondering and, you know, I let my mind. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's so important that we pray for the renewing of our mind. Yes. And we plead the blood of Jesus upon our minds and ourselves. So, Because we cannot efficiently help someone else right. if we are battling our own issues. Our lights are dulled. What, yes. what makes us attracted to the people around I know, us? I know we, my are, si- we shine brighter. Yes. I know right? my little sister, Sherry, used to tell me, you know, when I would get down on myself... <clears throat> she would be. She would come to me and she'd be. She she would tell me, you know, what what's wrong? And yeah. I'd be like, oh, there's nothing wrong. You know, being the big sister. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. to. I have to be the protector. I have to be okay with everything. Absolutely. And she's like, no, no. She said, your lights are out. Mm, that's and a I good would, one. And I I've always held that so close to my heart. Yes. That she was able 
to see the difference between the light and the darkness. Yes. And when we allow sin and unforgiveness yes. and stress and anxiety and all of that to enter into our hearts, Ooh. it causes a darkness yeah. that causes our lights to go out. But you know what turns the lights back on, Kim? Jesus. That's right. Time with the Lord and time in the Word. The Word is what renews our mind. And so, and being around like-minded yes. believers. And that's Those why we're here, believe. listeners. Yes. We want you guys to be, draw near to us. Draw near to the Lord first, but draw near to like-minded believers who are going to share the word and the truth about their own life. Because when you're around a bunch of ruffians, what do you end up doing? Ruffian. You're being a ruffian. (laughs) A ruffian makes me a ruffian. I don't even know where I got that word. I don't know either, but I like it. (laughs) Ruffian. That's a cool word to say. But anyway, okay, here, you ready for another one, Kim? Yes, yes. Romans 10, 17. 17. So then faith comes by hearing what we do. What did we just say? And hearing the word of God. That's exactly you. We answered just that talked about we it. Just we just talked about question. it. Yes. Okay. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God will surpass all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I think that really speaks for itself. It kind of speaks for itself, but, you know, I I kind of want to elaborate on that a little bit, that sometimes people think that it has to be a lot of flowery prayers and, you know, and that we have to be on our knees and all that, but it could be while your house, while you're vacuuming the floor, that you're just talking with God. And, you know, you don't always have to talk out loud. You can talk in your mind, you know, and have that conversation. But I know that when I am by myself and I'm cleaning my house, that's when I have my best conversations with God. Absolutely. It's like, it's not in the quietness when I have my Bible open and I'm studying or anything. It's when I am going through something. And, you know, and that is what he wants. He wants us to commune with him. He wants us to talk with him about each and everything because he knows what is on our mind. And sometimes it's those little... You know, I, I call though those little cliff holds that you you know you're holding on by the yes. tips of your fingernails that God wants you to release. Absolutely. But you know, if you're still hanging on to it, whether it's just a little bit, yeah. you're still hanging on to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And just, you know what? That reminds me, Kim, of something that the Holy Spirit put in my heart a, a while back, and it was prayer is constant conversation with God. Amen to that. Yeah. Prayer I is, love that. That and, is my you know, life. And that's why, you know, I think Prayer a lot of people. Prayer is constant conversation with, with God. God. And that is so true. And that's a form of worship. It is. Absolutely. It is. A lot of times when people think worship. of worship, they think of music. But that's yeah. not always it. That's Conversation it. with God. Intimacy with God. Walking and talking with Him. Yeah. Uh, you know, walking down the street. Well, that's A lot of people talk to God while they're jogging. It's true. A lot they of do. people, you know, talk to Him while they're working out. Yes. You know? But it's just that constant, like you said, constant communion with God. Constant Constant conversation. Constant conversation. I'm talking to him all day long. He's my best friend. He's my confidant. He's my run to. He's my beginning and my ending. And I love to say he's all my in between. Yeah. So So when when you're thinking about stuff and you're you're battling your own self, ask Jesus to renew your mind. Amen. Amen. Plead the blood over your own self. I love it. I love it. And and remember this. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Oh, yeah. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him who, Christ Jesus our Lord, the iniquity of us all. And that is in Isaiah 53, 6. That's and true. that is true. That is true. Don't ever let our sin be greater than him. Because it's not. There's nothing in this world that can separate us from him unless we let it. 
that's it. We can fill down the tons. But Kim, what are some points to remember in this? Or is there something last minute you want to share? Yeah, I do. Um, In this story, it gives us a glimpse of what happened when we seek to go our own way instead of God's way. Ooh, that's so true. Sarah is left contempt and bitter. Abram. Abraham is weary and consenting. Hagar is abused. Yes. Ishmael is left to die. Good Lordy Almighty. We all have Sarah <laughs> it's crazy. moments. We can all find ourselves in the story. When we want life to go our way instead of God's way. That's, That's right. so true. We all have moments when we ask God to scoot over That's so right. we can sit in the driver's seat. So true. This should make us love God even more for when we know that during such times he protected us from ourselves. That's right. He knew all the mistakes Ooh. we would make, the charges to the credit card, uh-huh. yet he still chose us before the foundation of the world. No matter how much we foul up, God's plan of salvation is never thrawed and his grace Thwarted. Thwarted. And his grace is, is never, never threatened. threatened. Woohoo! Thank God for his so, grace. So yeah, so that is just the, so, what what we wrapping up with Hagar and how she sent her away and how they all Abraham different. has like you know I don't want to and the poor yeah. little boy that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know, and so. Some but everybody suffered. Everybody, everybody suffered in their own way because they all tried to take. God's, God's of God's story into their hands. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, points to remember this week, listeners. We want you to um, just remember. Kim, read the first one. Fixing a situation by using our own means to move God's plan forward may give us a sense of comfort and control, but, but the, the results, results lead to, to disaster. disaster. And number Woo. two, Jennifer. What is number two? God's forgiveness predates our mistakes. Get that. God's forgiveness predates our mistakes and his grace will, when we fail, gives us faith to grow in contentment with his plan. Isn't that that so true? What does that mean to predate? What do you, you know? God already knew. God already knew every mistake that we were going to make, every decision that we were going to make. He knew in advance before he chose you what you were going to do. You're no surprise to God. It really means that the decisions that you're finding yourself in the middle of right now, or even the consequences of decisions you've already made, God already knew you were going to make them. Which brings us to number three. Yes. God often has to, to protect, protect us, us from, from ourselves. ourselves. And sometimes aren't we our worst enemy? We really are. Yeah. We can be. So we're here today, listeners, just to share with you today. That Sarah was human, just like you and yes, us. Yes, yes. And we can learn from her and Absolutely. her mistakes. And Abrams and Hagar Hagar's. and every person yes. in this story, it is applicable to somebody out there. Yes. So we want you guys to know, to be encouraged. And we want to close up today in prayer by saying this. Lord, we need help trusting you with all our heart. Yes, we do. It's so easy to lean on our own understanding, and we don't want to be wise in our own eyes. Humble us and give us a heart that fears you, yes, not fears circumstances. Our circumstances aren't great and greater than you, Lord, yes. but allow us to fear you first. Thank you for your grace and love that predates every single mistake we will ever make. Lord, we thank you that we believe that our sin can never be greater than Christ Jesus, our Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Woo, let's wrap it up. Well, uh, listeners, people. Hey, people. people. Hey, people. Well, there's people. (laughs) Listeners are people. (laughs) I just sounded weird. Hey, people. People. (laughs) So... 
So we just what well, we just hope this encouraged you today yes, to realize absolutely. that we are all human. Yeah. But God always shows us grace. That's right. He Learn does. to forgive yourself. He does. And don't forget to go to our website. Yes. Go to our website and sign up for our brand new free digital download. Free. It's, a, it's a free digital magazine. It's really a, a neat magazine. And it's gonna it's actually gonna launch June 15th. So keep your eyes open. If you sign up today, you'll receive it in your email. You're gonna have access to it. Yes. And the special thing about this magazine is all of the magazines that are gonna be going to print are actually going to be delivered to crisis center recovery groups and women behind bars so oh, we are excited about that very please exciting sign up. so please sign up and subscribe and remember no, uh, oh sorry next, no, yeah, not no, yet. No, no not yet <laughs> i just kind of want to tell you that next week we're going to be talking about the dreadful routine and the unwanted and obnoxious guest. guest. Woo, that's so, be good uh, so that will what we'll be talking about so it's called Staying Hopeful. Staying Hopeful. And that is something we all need is hope. Yeah, we do. We so do. be encouraged, my friends. And, and we'll remember, see you this time next week. This time next week. And remember, you, you will always have a friend with two girls and a Bible. Bible.